don't look like a runner with Nick and John. Hello and welcome to Don't Look Like a Runner, a capitalist podcast that advertises itself to fans of running fitness and tech. I'm Nick. I'm John. <laughs> We're, uh, we decided to branch out into the world of advertising. Are you looking forward to that, John? Yeah, but we're not. We're, we're not. We're not. We're not having an advert. But we're gonna. Not. Not by choice, though. If we had. Yeah, if we have a choice, if someone was going to pay us to have an advert on a podcast, we'd definitely oh, have one. Yeah, wouldn't sure, we? Sure, I just, sure. Just want to be really clear to all the advertisers out there. If you're listening, Blue yeah. Apron. If you are yeah, anyone, I'm not even. Lisa mattresses, um, Squarespace. Obviously, I mean, I think we must have already done a Squarespace I advert. I genuinely think I need a Casper Stroke Lisa mattress. Go on, because because my back is in pieces so so much. Right. Um, I think I could give good natural ad reads if they sent me a free mattress and then I didn't have a bad back. But they don't say in the adverts that they're particularly good for your back. But the main selling point appears to be that someone can deliver them on a bike. And I'm not sure that's the... I mean, again, I don't want to write it off because we will take anything. We'll take... I'm serious. We'll take anything, right? Well, hold hold up. Uh, it must be delivered on a bike now. I'm not accepting well, yeah, it. It's delivered by car. Yeah, it's taken as red, mate. It's taken as red. But um, <laughs> I think that's if, if you get the slightly smaller one. If, what were you working off? A king? No, mate. No, not on my income. I have a double. <laughs> You're a double? How do you sleep? I need um, I need as much space as possible between me and anyone else in my life. So, uh, without going too much into um, Michael McIntyre routines, which seems to be my thing at the moment, um, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how big my bed is, my between my cat and my wife, I will be in the smallest corner of it. So, yeah, it's it's absolutely fine. Wouldn't shared a bed of a friend of mine who um, who decided who 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 wasn't happy about sharing a bed with me. So, sure. so he built a pillow wall between us. Brilliant, he's um, a grown-up. Yeah, he's, he's a mutual friend, actually, <laughs> friend of a show. Um, okay. And he uh, and I was like, oh god, what are you so, what are you so, you homophobic? What's wrong with you? I'm not, you know, nothing's going to happen. I'm not going to roll over and touch you or anything. Um, but actually, I tell you what, cracking night's sleep with that pillow wall in between us. Oh. I might start building one in my uh, marital bed. Yeah, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so any advertisers who are looking to advertise, I will stop swearing, um, I promise, if uh, if you do advertise. Although, do advertisers care about that? I don't think they do. They mostly care about selling mattresses that you go, you open them and they go whoosh. Mm. That's what they do. Liter- they literally fill with air, John. They literally fill they, with air. They do. That's literally how, how that happens. Mm. Um uh, say something before I go into the weeds because I'm really fighting some bad dad jokes. Go on, quick, follow say up, something. Follow up, follow up, follow up, right. follow up. Oh, thank God you you saved me there for myself. Have we got any follow up? Well, you can actually explain what we're doing with the adverts. Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, you know, you 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 sorted it out. You 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 explain. Well, I haven't sorted it yet. Okay, well, you are sorting it out, so you explain. I'm about to. That's my homework. Um, we're going to try and see if we can build a bit more of an audience in the community around what we're doing. Um, uh, we, we, yeah, you're more down on the numbers than me. I'm fairly happy with them. Um, but we could but we could have more. So we're going to try a little bit of um, advertising through Overcast and uh, see if we can get a few more people on board. Um, you know, we wouldn't have to do it if everyone liked and reviewed us on iTunes. But, uh, <laughs> it's nice to know you care. Um, it's nice to know you care. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, right, so I, I'm quite happy to talk about this because I feel like this podcast is much about two people working out how to podcast as it is about anything else. It's certainly more about having it is about running fitness and tech. I think we can all agree that. But... Uh, 
I am ne- I've never been one for shameless self-promotion. No. It's always made me feel awkward and whatever. And I've mentioned this podcast to a few people who I know would enjoy it. But beyond mm. that, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be tweeting about it. I'm not going to be posting on Facebook. I just, I just haven't got the energy for all that. And also, like, who wants to engage with Twitter and Facebook as we covered previously? Yeah, yeah. you'd be a mug. So I feel like the Overcast, the Overcast advertising looks interesting. It's going to be advertised specifically to people who are listening to podcasts who already listen to mm-hmm. podcasts in this particular area, mm-hmm. uh, and it's reasonably. Um, financially reasonable isn't it yeah i mean i'm i'm not offended by it and as i said to you last night it was only that the the automated copy is our itunes kind of one-line synopsis and i wasn't happy with it in that context if i had been happy with the words that punched up straight onto the screen i literally went advertise um in this category clicked a link it said tell us the name of your podcast it has to be in itunes i started typing it by the time I got past uh, You Don't Look, look, it had popped up. It's like, oh, all right then. And it's like, here's a preview of your ad, Apple Pay. Wow. Like, Seamless. Wow. In terms of buying advertising, I've, I've bought and sold advertising at parts, in parts of my career, and it is a terrible, terrible ball. Like, I've also facilitated um, advertising copy and artwork for people within part of that process, and that's a ball ache as well. I was just, yeah fantastic fantastic service mm. um as you'd expect from the guy who develops overcast because he, well he knows he knows what he's doing he's been been around this block a few times hasn't he yeah and i think that yeah i think anything where it's seamless is like you're just onto a winner aren't you i think um even if you look back to things like when itunes first came out the fact that with itunes you could just buy music right from the place that you were listening to music from was such a big win as opposed to any other music download service so yeah that's a pretty pretty big win yeah definitely um so yeah we'll we'll, we'll give that a try we'll, we'll give some feedback so maybe that's... maybe if six people listen to this podcast we'll be joined by some more people next time <laughs> the, oh. the numbers aren't quite that bad oh, no, i know i'm down on the numbers well, i'm a stats man john i'm a stats man i, I enjoy the stats well like... that's because you're you're the cricket man in the room aren't you um, um yeah so uh you must have played another game since we last came on tape oh uh yeah Yes, I'm very confused you've, you've by timing. You've only told us about one match. I've, I've had right. some brief nuggets from you on, on iMessage, but I haven't actually been able to get into it with you. So where are we? We must be at the end of the season. It was uh, the, the last night of cricket for my lads the other day, um, and they basically rinsed every last bit of the summer off of the field. They were there. It was it was pitch black, half past nine. Um, and I kind of had to not half past, half past eight, and I had to drag them home, um, and that's it. No more cricket now until the spring for us. Must be the same for you. Well, it's nice to hear of some people enjoying playing cricket. Oh, mate. <laughs> no, no. Um, I don't know. I I uh, I have played back. I have played one more game, and it was the last game of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I um I've been having some reflections about it. Uh, I don't want to bore on any more really about about me playing cricket and and so on uh, because I can't imagine it's interesting to anyone really. Yeah, but, but in um, the advertising copy I'm about to put out, it says Nick Morton talks about cricket for an hour <laughs> while John opens beers in the background. That's <laughs> that's, that's what ha- we're offering. Hauntingly yeah. accurate. Um, <laughs> 
No, I so I played I played one more game. So we talked about the the first game I played, and we talked about kind of like I I sort of as I as I went to play that game, I went into it completely having mentally written it off because I hadn't played for so long. Right. So um, I'd actually quite successfully uh, done that to the point where it didn't really matter what happened. I'd be fairly happy just to have got back out of the pitch. This time round, um, I would say some old demons came back to haunt me a little bit. I think with it, really? um, and and it was it's even more ridiculous really that this happened because if you remember what I was saying about the first game, the first game there was actually something on it like we need to win to stay up, yeah. um, which we did, and we did actually stay up in the end, uh, and we we're actually safe by the time we played this last game. Um, so there's a bit of a tradition where the last game of the season they do they sort of take it quite relaxed. Uh, they randomise the batting order, pull it out of a hat, go out there and just have a bit of fun. Um, Presumably, if if the season's safe, yeah, 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 of course, you of course, do that yeah. well, bloody hell, you know, you know. So, um, so if you remember last time, I didn't get a bowl and I got yeah. like two runs or something and got out. Um, this time, I was actually you got more out. runs. You got more runs than that first time. No, I got two runs. Two runs. Really? As, as I say, I am a stats man. Trust me. Um, so I uh, scored more runs this time. I was batting for longer. Uh, I bowled and I took a wicket. Sounds great. And I basically hated every minute of it. Um, but you had a bowl and you got a wicket and you hadn't bowled. Well, yeah, I've given you, I've given you what I would call the. Uh, the edited highlights if you were basically trying to um sell me to a a, a club if you're my agent you're trying to sell me to a club that was a youtube edit you would have done of my uh tricks and skills to send over to them you would have you would have casually left out the rest of the uh the game so right. i so the thing is i still know that i i'm not expecting to have played one game and got good again but I felt like I was getting frustrated this time around because I wasn't just happy to be there. Right, first time I was, I was just happy to be on the pitch. This time I was like, well, I've done that bit now. I kind of actually want to play properly and and try and do my best. Yeah. Um, even though there's nothing on the game, and um, I was getting frustrated because I knew what to do mentally. Right. But my kind of natural reactions so this is certainly when i was batting were just like wrong just like out just out of touch like not not moving my feet correctly missing constantly missing balls but you um, are literally out of touch no i know i know i know this but this is so this is, so the, the, and it was similar about the bowling jesus christ i've i've never seen i've never witnessed worst bowling than the three overs i bowled it was absolute dross. I could not land the ball on any sort of. I think the first ball I bowled bounced twice. It's like it was. It was really bad, man. It was seriously bad. Um, and that was a bit of a. That was that was a bit a bit of a shock for me because even when I'd dabbled before and come back, I, I still seemed to be able to turn my own arm over. But man, I was out of, out of nick with that. Um, I got smashed around the park and deserved to be. Um, and I got a wicket because clearly the guy got so overexcited that he ended up smashing the ball back onto his pads and then it hit the stumps. Um, so uh, forced error. Well, well done, mate. Yeah, yeah. I, I teased him. I teased him with, uh, <laughs> with a short, long hop outside off. Um, so, 
that was a bit a bit demoralising. But I think none of that is what bothers me. I don't, I don't mind being crap because I understand. I do have that perspective to say I understand the um, what's happened there. I understand the amount of Nick. I understand the amount of practice. But I was quite aware that I was standing there getting annoyed, getting frustrated and feeling a lot of the negative emotions I used to feel about the game when I was younger. And I was like, am I ever actually just going to be able to enjoy this? There was nothing on that game at all. There was no pressure on me because I haven't played for so long. Even One game withstanding, I haven't played for so long. There was no pressure on the team. Everyone was out for a laugh, you know. And I, I was just, I was still there going... I just I just can't enjoy this at all. I cannot enjoy it. I either have to be good or I just can't play. And I my worry is even if I get back to the point where I'm good, mm-hmm. will I even enjoy it? Did I ever enjoy it? I don't know if I ever enjoyed it. Um and just to finish this kind of train of thought, I was chatting to a friend of mine about this kind of after the game and sort of working through these these thought processes. And I talked about the thing that I always enjoyed when I was a kid and and I'm actually quite looking forward to if I carry this on is training is the nets right is just the act of actually the kind of bat ball you know that kind of the practice side of it I've always enjoyed that and then when we get to the game situation it's like the whole thing around the game is just something I it just can't seem to get over it and I can't seem to enjoy myself with it there's just so much pressure on it for me Um, because if you get out of the nets it doesn't matter you just keep playing well, yeah, I mean, I think that's, <clears throat> I, I would say, looking at this externally, that what, what you need is is net time, not just in terms of um, finding your touch um, and then feeling a bit more confident when you when you go out to bat, but also in terms of just giving yourself some, some space. So our, our, our big meme on this show is always, well, who's looking? No one's looking. No one gives a shit. Um, obviously, in a match, things are slightly different. Um, and and a, a cricket match is very different to a running race or a cycling race or a swimming race that you might enter um, because in non-elite fields, as we might, in inverted commas, compete in, um, <clears throat> uh, even on a, a an event day, a race day, still nobody is really watching us and still the only person we're competing against is ourselves. But when we're playing a team sport... Um, you are in the spotlight. Well, it's you're, not... you're, you're, you're up there in a, in a way that, 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 that you're not in the other things. And so to make your comeback in that environment is going to be hard and going to be difficult. And to get your confidence back in the nets would make a lot of sense before you write it off, I think. Well, I, th- I think that's a fair point. I mean, I think to, to finish that slight train of thought I was having there about the fact Sorry. that I always... No, no, it's fine. It's fine because I think that's an absolutely fair point. Um... The, the the kind of realization I had when talking about this out that I've always enjoyed the training. Um, yeah. So so my point being that even when I was training, playing all the time, I always vastly enjoyed the training more than I did the games. Always. Right. Um. And for me, it's the same with music. With playing music, I always enjoy playing, practicing, and writing music. Like just infinitely more than i ever enjoyed playing gigs i always liked right. the actual bit of playing the gig actually 
being on the stage, but everything else around it, absolutely everything else around it, I hated. Like even things down to like sorting out the transport, sorting out kit share, waiting around, all that sort of stuff. Right. And the bit in the cricket game is I quite like being in the middle, batting. Sort of hate everything else around it. Hate the waiting around. Hate the kind of like the fact that it takes up six hours of my day. Hate sorting out going and like getting the transport. Like all those, all those things rolled into one. It just seems like such a big kind of thing. And I think you also mm. write about the kind of potentially write about the kind of the, the spotlight thing. But I, actually, once I'm out there, I'm not too bothered about that. Right. Um, I was getting frustrated when I was when I was playing this time because it's like it was like that thing where. I, I knew what to do, but I just couldn't make my body do it. And I was getting mm. pissed off because I was like, I was getting really annoyed at playing stupid shots and, you know, getting away with some crap. And just like, I just, it was frustrating because it's like that disconnect between your body and your mind. And you're right in the sense that that part will come with practice, hopefully. It will. But I don't know if the thing where it's like, do I actually want to play these games competitively? Do I actually want to do this? Mm. Um, I don't know if that will come because I don't know if I've ever, I've ever had that. I love the game. I'm absolutely like obsessed with the game, but I don't know if I'm obsessed with playing the game within a game context. So my plan currently is um, to do the internets because I know yep. I'll enjoy that and it will get me back in touch. And the thing is as well, I, I can't play every week i literally i just can't ask my family to let me have every single saturday off for mm. seven hours um n- and not see my kids f- for basically the whole of the saturday so i'm not going to be able to do that I, I might be able to play one or two saturdays a month maybe right so we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes but pres- presumably by the time of the, the club they'll be glad of having someone who can play one or two saturdays yeah, I think, yes, yeah, I'd have thought so, yeah. I and mean, there's two um, teams. I mean, maybe it means I'll get relegated to the seconds, I don't know. Um, that'd be a shame for me, because I, I think I could. I think with, with practice I could probably play at the high standard, but I could, would completely understand if I can't make it that often. But yeah, they're yeah. just happy for numbers, I think. I think the other thing, and I may, I may cut this, um, is that I don't enjoy being around certain team environments. Mm. when it comes to the lad 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 toxic masculinity bullshit essentially Mm -hmm. and i realized i've realized in these couple of games that i've not been around that for a very long time and it makes me extremely uncomfortable you know and i'm like do you know what i'm I'm fucking 33 i don't have to put up with this anymore like i I had to put up with it when i was 15 16 Mm. and and kind of like you know all the bully boys knocking around, you know, constantly ripping each other and just being completely horrible and misogynistic and stuff. But it's like, I really don't need to put with this anymore. I think the fact that I've, I've found stuff like running where it's like, you know what, this is actually a sport that I can do and enjoy without any baggage whatsoever. Mm. And I can kind of challenge myself and I can improve and I can have goals and I can go and do events. And it's like, I've got a thing now that actually I'm not I'm not bad at. I don't think my kind of times are bad. I don't think I'm rubbish at running. Um, 
I'm not going to go and do it competitively, but I can do it well enough to enjoy and, and I can enjoy it. So do I need this? Do I need this thing that like I just can't I can't seem to get over mentally? Hmm. At risk of sending us back into uh, back into a loop and going back through this this whole thing, as as you've been talking, it's put me in mind of when we've been talking about the times when you've had a long layoff from running, and you've had to come back in. There was um, ch- chats we've had off tape before, but also one of the earlier episodes, like three or four in. Um. Where we we talked about, um, and I think it's probably the first time we talked we talked about the the who's looking, no one's looking thing. Um, trying to run your first mile when you haven't run for a long time, and then looking back when you get to thirteen miles and going, well, why why was I so worried about that? Um, you, you haven't locked in the first mile yet. Is is my is my take on it? So you're so you're going out going, I used to be able to play for a Saturday. I used to be able to knock this ball around all day. I used to be able to um, send deliveries where I wanted them to be. I used to be able to actually have a game plan. And right now I'm just struggling to get the ball to the other end of the wicket. Um, and it's because you've you've gone straight to, I used to run eight miles. I used to play cricket all day. You haven't gone. Let's get through a mile first. But I think the the larger point and the, the more kind of like abstract point that I'm concerned about is not that. It's that when I look back, I don't remember enjoying it even then. As in, mm. I don't remember enjoying the, the game part of it. Yeah. Because it was nothing but it was like there was no winning there's like no like literally no winning for me about back then it was like did not really matter what i did there's always something that i was told that i could have done better well part of the difference now though is going to be and this is why it would be a shame for you not to have at least a little bit of a crack at it next season is you're not going to uh, there was there was still a sense that you could perhaps make it maybe last time you were playing from the things that you've said and the people around you may have thought actually we could we could get this lad somewhere it may not have been um, yeah far but it was like we can get him further than this we can get him further than this we can get further than this nobody in the village is going to be wanting you to leave the village no but so what i'm saying is like i understand all of that and i agree with all Mm. that but how but even though i know that how do i actually let that go I don't know if I can let that that go because right. it's so ingra- it's so ingrained and intertwined with the idea of this game for me. Right. But I don't know if I can ever just enjoy it. Right. I don't. I. I. Can't, I, I can't really think of an analogy, but it's so like you're either going. You're either going to have to try it and see if it works, or just not try it and not know. No, no. The, but the, I, I will try it and see if it works. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying. I'm just yeah. ex- like saying this is no, this no, is no. my concern. Like, and and you know, if I, I'd love to be able to get to the point where I go, well, I'm going to do nets because they fit into my life and I enjoy them, and then I'll play the odd Saturday here and there, and kind of just just do the bits I like and the bits I want to do. That, that sounds like the healthiest way of doing it, anyway. And but but then my worry is then well if I'm not doing it regularly enough will I then get out of touch again? Will I start to get frustrated again? 
you, know, you, can, you, can, you can do nets weekly without it affecting your overall lifestyle. And then you can play games when you can play games. Yeah, I don't know if they do summer nets. That's the only concern. Because ideally, I'd like to do summer nets as well. Oh, really? They, yeah, the, the training do. is out on the field. I think that's it. I think this year, I think there was an issue with um, with the actual physically with the nets. So, what like they weren't there? Yeah, they they had, like they were they had a thing about where their nets were going to be, and then they moved them, and they weren't ready, right. and all this sort of stuff. So, I don't know. They, they may potentially do summer nets and stuff. Um, but yeah, then there is that wider thing though that I was talking about about like, mm, do I really want to hang out with these people uh, and in in this environment, mm. uh, which is probably as much of a, a concern as, as everything else really. Um, but that's that's something to deal with at, at the time, I guess. But we'll well, see. yeah, I mean that that bit does sound problematic. It doesn't sound like something you can change easily. No, and I'm not really I'm not really for like. Um, just being around that and like pret- pretending like that's all okay like I, d- I don't really i've never bought into that whole macho kind of um bollocks to be honest it's a shame we don't live closer to one another although on the other hand it's probably a good thing because my level of cricket will be so poor for you but we could probably be ideal now mate we, we, <laughs> could, we could set up like an absolutely woke 11 yeah, um, yeah. where <laughs> echo chamber x1 <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're, we're basically, we're all just going to, in the changing room, we're going to be reading, like, uh, loads of leftist literature, and uh, we're basically going to be like Graham Lasseau, everyone's going to be there with their guardians. All of our all of our cricket bats wouldn't have stickers on them, they'd all be like the, the, non, the non-branded cricket bats. No, they'd just have pictures of Naomi Klein, because we'd be so no-logo, that would be uh, where we'd be at. Exactly. <laughs> We'd be good. We'd be like we'd be like the um, village cricket equivalent of Sam Pauli. Uh, we'd be like this kind of <laughs> punk leftist uh, cult cricket club. Because oh, here's, here's the thing about it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about it. Right? It, it it's just relentless. Like within this team of just it just constant piss taking out of each other, and it's like. Have they, have they all got a long history together? Yeah, I think so. And, I, and, I, and what I'm wondering is, am I essentially misconstruing that kind of comfortable... Because then, you see, I, I'm a hypocrite, because I think about the way me and my mates talk to each other when we've known each other for 25 years. And if you were just to walk into that environment and we just unloaded in the same way that... Like as if you were just you've been around for that long as well, you'd probably be like whoa, 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 what the hell, man? Um, yeah, and I'm yeah. wondering if it's part of that because I, I get the impression these guys know each other very well, been playing together for years. Um, there's a couple of lads I actually know from back in the day who still play, and one of them I know he's been playing for this team since he was like eight years old, and he's literally played every year since he was eight. So right. he's part of the furniture, um, and I'm wondering if it's just that, and I'm just like. Yeah, uh, they're, they're almost like they're 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 in in a way it's good that they're not kind of changing their general kind of you know they're kind of ingratiating you into the group and stuff just by not not really changing. Um, but it's kind of intimidating when you go into that environment, and especially if you're not used to being around like that sort of lads, lads, lads culture mm-hmm. at all. It's not really the, the kind of um, people I hang out with are not really like that. No. 
So, yeah, we'll see, though. I, uh, definitely winter nets, and I'll see how I get on, and hopefully I won't be terrible. Oh, my bat. Did I tell you I bought a bat? Yeah. I bought a bat because I, I borrowed a bat first time round, um, and I bought a bat on eBay for, like, 20 quid, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, 20 quid, mate, 20 quid. Turns out with bats, you do tend to get what you pay for. Um, <laughs> and it, I, I basically took it to the game, and uh, I sort of showing a couple of guys. I was like, do you reckon this would be all right to use? And they just, like, hit it a few times. I was like, no no you need to borrow a bat this is absolute garbage it doesn't even like uh it's got like one sweet spot on it and everything else is just completely dead so you can't you're not allowed to use this i was like okay <laughs> so um one of them was should like, have, we should have bought some bought you a new bat when we were down at lords and me well i wish i'd bloody done that when we were looking at those bats and i nearly did but i would have had to carry it around shoreditch all night yeah which um, is quite the look. Exactly. Well, I, I would have fitted right in and been like, oh, look yeah. at this guy. And then next week you'd have seen everyone carrying cricket bats around. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so for the listener who wasn't, who wasn't there, um, if you do go to the cricket with Lords, uh, to, to the cricket with Lords, if you do go to the cricket at Lords with Nick, just be prepared to lose about 40 minutes as he ambles around the Grey Nichols stand, picking up every bat and just having a little waft at the air and just going, yeah, so I'm so, this one and then going outside to the historic stand and talking about the bats that he did own or could have owned back in the day it's actually it's right. actually do, it sorry a, sorry do it was, i have a, a really right, lovely have, experience do i have a right to reply here no it was great mate i it don't have great. a right to reply okay yeah yeah i don't have a right to, to point out that it was during the lunch break oh yeah and we were already down there getting a drink yeah and it was an empty stand, and I just wanted to go have a look at the bats. And no, it was fine. Like I say, it was it was it was really nice. <laughs> Your little guided history of Grey Nichols bats was very very good. Uh, it was very meaningful for me. I think I think the one that I pointed out to you was uh, one my granddad owned that I've yes. somehow lost, which is devastating because I could have used that because that would have been a good bat. Ah, oh, right. So, yeah, so there's my, my cricket follow up, mate. Um, you got any follow up? Uh, have I got any follow-up? I've got some follow-up, but... Uh, oh, was that, that was follow-up, wasn't it? Okay, yeah. yeah I, also have, I also have another bit of follow-up, but I'd love if you you intersected my two bits of follow-up with your one bit of follow-up. That'd be great. It'd be great podcasting. That's what will bring the advertisers here. Wow. Brings them all to the bar, mate. Um, we talked about fancy smartwatches last week. Go on. Um, bit, bit of... Bit of uh, f- additional information I've discovered about the tag smartwatch range now um i know there was some confusion during the discussion where you thought they were um analog watches that just had a step counter but they are actually fully functioning android smartwatches with digitized analog faces which sounds terrible they are bad they are bad you start in an android smartwatch and the digitized faces are just rubbish um but an interesting thing from Tag Strategy is they've, they've clearly thought about this and they've clearly thought about the fact that this is going to be a dust catcher in very short measure. And so what they've done, I found out in a review that I'll put in the show notes, is they have got basically, um, they've built in a life expectancy into the watch. Right? Right. Um, here's, a, here's a quote from this review from T3. The truth is I don't think anyone other than Tag Heuer diehards will buy this timepiece, and that's not a criticism as such. That may well be a big enough market to make it pretty successful in lower-end luxury watch terms. 
There is one final twist that I think almost guarantees it, actually. After three years, you can trade this in for a mechanical Tag Heuer for a further £1,000. Right. So you, you have your watch. It has a three-year lifespan. And you send it back to Tag with a cheque for £1,000. And then you get a proper one. You, they're basically saying, this is fun. And it's a down payment on, a, on, a, on one of our real watches. Right. Well, so I thought that was interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Response? Uh, well, I think that's, that's not to use a, use a overuser phrase, that's pretty woke from TAG to kind of understand that that might just be a... Well, I, I guess that thing as well where, like, they probably saw... If you remember when the uh, I, I watch fucking hell, the Apple Watch edition came out, yeah. Um, that one of the criticisms was like, well, you know, if you're going to spend ten grand on a watch, you expect to be able to pass it down from generation to generation. You're not going to be able to do that and with an Apple Watch. It's going to go out of date. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. So that was kind of like quite a public uh, level of criticism. So you can see where maybe they've picked up that vibe that it's not it's not the thing to be doing. It's just be like putting out an expensive watch that you know it could quite easily be out of um, you know out of. Uh, <sighs> What's the word? Out of date in like three years. Yeah, well, exactly. So there's pretty good self awareness because a lot of companies would just chuck it out and go, "Well, buy or don't buy, or don't really care." Um, but I, but then again, the other side of that is like, well, you're literally saying to me you're only going to support this for three years. Yeah, exactly. Which I suppose is a lot. You know, it's kind of similar for most tech products, isn't it? It's a weird. It's a weird thing you you get into. Yeah, but if you were a tag person. Um, and maybe you didn't have a tag yet. You might be. You might be tempted. No, possibly. Possibly. It's a, it's a, it's, an, it's certainly a bold move. Another bit of feedback I've got. I have a rudimentary understanding of what my VO2 max is now. Right. Which I didn't understand before. My watch told me that my VO2 max had a new record. Uh, so I still don't understand fully the stats. Uh, but essentially, it's one way of measuring an overall fitness. I think it's like BMI. So right. I think it's a bit of a blunt instrument in that regard. It's like, well, your BMI is some sort of measure of your leanness, but it doesn't really quite work out, and there's lots of grey areas with it. Your VO2 max is about the way your body takes in and uses oxygen during aerobic exercise. Right. And it, it, it measures um, that. So I think through a combination of heart rate and pace and recovery times and those sorts of things, my watch has a way of guesstimating VO2 max, and then VO2 max itself is a guesstimate of my overall aerobic fitness. Right. So how's it so, working out? Uh, like I say, I think I think it's from heart rate and recovery times. Right. Sorry, I missed I missed that. Sorry. So, so obviously, if my if my recovery times in terms of heart rate from high heart rate exercise gets shorter then my body is more able to bounce back from things because it's more able to quickly um recover anaerobic deficits and those sorts of things i, I think what counts as um, recovery from the high what, what heart rate do you have to get down to for that to get kind back, of register getting back to resting i think i think this is how it's working so so right so what i've done is i've i've absorbed the fact that the 2 max is about oxygen and aerobic exercise and then i'm looking at my watch and i'm thinking what sensors it's got <laughs> Right, and the only the only so you're kind of got, you're punting quite a bit on a lot of this, on a lot of I've the maths a, here. I've done a bit of a, I've done a bit of A level biology, mate. So, sure, sure. Um, no, but 
the only thing that you can record that's really related to um, aerobic respiration is my heart rate. Mm. Isn't it? Well, I don't know. Apparently, the new Apple Watch can do blood oxygen level and all sorts. Can it? That's what we, we talked about last week. Uh, probably talked about other things we do um, okay well I, so I, need to, I need to do a bit more on it but the, the, the baseline thing is that it is a it is a blunt instrument measure of overall fitness so the fact that my first recovery run from a marathon gave me a VO2 max record is perhaps not surprising hmm. yes yeah, yeah because I was at the peak of a of a particular track of of training See, I, I'm really tempted to get one of these garments because I'm really interested. I'm actually quite interested in this because I do feel like my recovery from. Um, I think I get up to about 165, 170 heart rate right. when I'm doing. Certainly when I'm doing like a quick 5K. Mm-hmm. And my general um, resting, kind of, not resting, but like day to day wandering about like walking around this sort of between 65 and 85 i do feel right. like i get down to um a reasonable heart rate pretty quickly when i'm training um i'd so be quite interested to to see the data on that it sounds like the sort of data point i'd really like and anal- over analyze it sounds amazing it sounds really juicy yeah, the, the, the stats on the Garmin um, dashboard afterwards are pretty good. Have, you, have I ever shown you them? No, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm really selling myself on a Garmin here, but I, I can't keep spending money. Speaking well, of spending is... money, though. Oh, okay. For, do you have any more to say on that? Because I've got a further follow-up topic well, about spending money. Well, I just to say, money. this is a surprise twist after last week when it sounded like you had Fitbit Ionic and um, Apple Watch LTE on a piece of paper in front of you. And we're doing a pros and cons chart, and now suddenly Garmin's come out of nowhere. Well, no, but that's because you only gave me those two on a bit of paper. Right. The Garmin was always in the mix. It just wasn't on the bit of paper you gave me. Right. Okay. Because uh, the other thing is the Garmin works well with my life insurance because it um, sends heart rate information that they can track, which the Fitbit doesn't. And I'm not right. sure if the Apple one does either, so little extra tick there for that but i'm i'm loving the idea of these extra stats but more stats about yeah more stats and podcasts and i'll be i'll be sweet to take my money take well, my we money. still don't know the podcasting do we well we've had we've, we've we have done some prior like follow-up research haven't we we're, we're not just been just sit idly by waiting for things to fall into our lap we have really? been searching and we you would say it's still unconfirmed I would say, I would say, it's looking unlikely is what I'm saying. Yeah, because yeah, no one's, yeah. Because no one's spoken to it yet. But it's still unconfirmed, right? And to be fair, the the thing that you linked me to, which not to make this a um, Overcast heavy show, was the developer Overcast talking about why he couldn't make Overcast work for the watch. But there was no mention of whether the native podcast app works on the watch. No, there wasn't, was there? So I. I don't. I think we can kind of think that maybe the third-party podcast apps aren't going to work. But I mean, I'd sort of take the Apple. If I if, can is, I ask you a question? Here's a question: Would you oh. move over to Apple Podcasts as oh, your? I wanted to ask you. Is that this the question. question? Right. Okay. So here we go. Then would you? Let's say you got an Apple Watch. Yeah. And the Apple Podcast app worked on the Apple Watch. Would yep. you move your entire podcast listening over to the Apple Podcast so that you keep everything in sync and everything 
kosher and like together or would you continue to use a superior product on the phone and deal with having essentially to having to manage two podcast app one on your phone one on your uh, watch wow you made the question complicated there was a point where i could have just said yes and stopped you which was uh, sorry i just thought that i'd you know just really uh, give you some more detail for the question. Full radio on it and, and leave me with an open question. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I would, I would move to um, Apple Podcasts if the workflow made sense, and I would, I would build my workflow out from the watch. So, yeah, I would, I would go Apple Podcasts if if it worked. And so, an interesting side note to that. Um. So you would use Apple Podcasts on your phone? Yes, I would. And the interesting side note to this is that a uh, friend of the show and father of our hosting network, Podient, um, Mark Steadman, is doing a, a review of all of his things at the moment, including moving from OmniFocus to things. And he was talking about note-taking apps. And actually, notes, native notes in iOS and OS X is starting to look compelling the new features that have rolled out through iOS 11 are looking good, and it's sort of catching up a little bit. And so, I'm I'm finding myself more and more using Notes in the Apple ecosystem rather than my old workflow of other apps I was using. There's not I have not actually looked at Podcasts app, the Podcast app in iOS and OS X for a while because it was so unbearable right two points on this i'm going to stop you there two points on this first of all i didn't realize we'd become a productivity podcast and i need to stop it immediately because we haven't become a productivity podcast right just to be clear the world does not need another two white men talking about their ipad apps and how their workflows around notes are going right trust me people don't need that anymore shut shut up right people do not need that second i'm not i'm not let's stop talking about it i'm not interested about it Second of all, the podcast app. I've heard on iOS 11 there's been a major overhaul. But well, so that's what I was but, trying to say. To but you, to is the, the touch no, no, that no, I've got. Shut up! Shut up! Suggests to listen, me that Apple has shut up, shut up, the, made some generational changes. <laughs> yes, to its detriment. I've heard it's made it a lot worse. It's made it more oh. like Apple Music, and it's a lot oh. worse. Oh, that's bad news. I've had people actually reach out to me to say, the podcast app in iOS 11 is terrible. Can you recommend me a third party? That literally happened this week on Twitter. So, don't... First, we're not a productivity podcast. We're not going to talk about notes. We're not going to talk about iPads. I don't want to hear about the dock. I don't want to hear about your workflows. Excuse me, stand back from your microphone, Nicholas. (laughs) You've got so angry. I am very angry. (laughs) Your plosives are really hurting my ears. I'm very Please sorry. Very sorry. <laughs> I'm very sorry. It's going to make it a nightmare to edit, though. So who's the real loser? <laughs> it's like a popcorn factory in here. Uh, sorry, mate. Sorry. I might, I might have to call that out now, which is a shame because it's uh, it's very raw and real. I've it just, was. I've turned my input volume down now as well. Just just dial it. Just dial it back, son. No, right. no. <laughs> it's because I can't monitor myself anymore. I'm going to have to cut it out now. Now you've told me that. It's going to be terrible. No, no, you're not going to cut it. Um, right, okay. So the podcast app is bad. Yeah, mm. apparently, apparently. But I, I'm, I'm with you, to be fair. I am with you that um, despite that, if there was a unified ecosystem across the watch and yeah. the phone because of how much value I place on 
that idea, and it is just an idea of going and training without my phone. And in reality, maybe that idea won't live up to um, what I want it to be. But if it does, then that would be worth it for me to go, I'll have a worse experience on the phone and have that unified ecosystem. The only side note I make to that is that I have a very specific set of podcasts that I would listen to when training. So having two separate libraries wouldn't Mm. be completely out of the realms of... So you're saying you could have a different workflow? Yeah, like... I know I these ones I'm always going to want on the watch. And to be fair, I could I could maybe even remove them from the phone. Because yeah. if they're on the watch, then they're with me all the time. So I could then just listen to them via the watch if it's those particular podcasts I want to listen to. If they're the ones that I'm always listening to when I'm either walking or out on a run or whatever. So there could be scope in that. I imagine, though, that what would would happen in this scenario is that you'd still have to manage it somewhat via the phone interface anyway. So you're going to have to have both apps on the phone. Mm. So it's interesting, but I'm with you. But if, if that was a, I, I value the the unified library and the syncing over necessarily the um, user experience of a better app. Could, yeah. Although, to be fair, that is part of the user experience, isn't it? So it's not, well, yeah. it's not completely abandoning yeah. user experience. So, But speaking of all this, we talked last week. I, I, this entire episode might be follow-up because we're knocking on the door of an hour already. So, yeah, well, but, but that's fine. That's fine. There um, was some stuff about my gin earlier on that we can cut. I'll cut a bit about your gin, It maybe. So I've, um, we talked last week about the Apple AirPods. Right. And you very sensibly... Explain to me how this was a work expense. And yeah, I could. Write I sometimes feel like you never left the university, and uh, as a student, why? Why? Because <laughs> I have to very calmly and rationally explain to you how to be an adult. Sometimes, go on. Well, give me another example. Often, go on. <laughs> I say, uh, I. You said to me that this was a work expense. I could buy them. I could write them off against tax. Um, mm-hmm. I actually went one step further than that. I was cheeky enough to ask for my work to pay for them. And to my surprise, and probably not to yours, they actually said yes. I mean, literally on tape last week, I said it sounds like... Yeah. It sounds no, like they should pay. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, just, well, well, I mean, you could, you could just accept this um, this compliment of me saying you're right, or you could gloat... And goad sounds. I might do that. Sounds like your sounds like your wheelhouse, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, so they are. They've also been shipped, and they're on their way. There's about oh, a three, nice. four week wait. Which um, oh, really? Yeah, they're they're hugely over demand, like and understocked. It's quite. It's, it's been going on since their launch. But it's been like a four to six week wait for delivery on these things, and wow. they've been out for what over a year. That's so, that's actually quite impressive. So yeah, especially at the price point. Um, yeah. So yes, I'm hoping soon I will be able to give you some sort of review of them uh, in various scenarios. I'm sure it won't live up to the Al Relly, uh Bluetooth headphones review from a few weeks ago, but uh, oh. hopefully. Are they, wa- are they waterproof? No, I think they're kind of generally sweat resistant. Right. One of the reasons I, one of the genuine reasons that I um, 
I kind of pitched to work that it was these ones I wanted. I, I went yeah. down the whole route of, of like you were saying, like, um, I don't like the headset. I don't want wires. I want something Bluetooth. But my genuine experience with other Bluetooth headphones, and we talked about this before when we actually did that Bluetooth headphone review, um, the, the microphone sucks. Like Actually taking calls with Bluetooth headphones is awful. Whereas with the Apple ones, supposedly the microphone's very good. And I've actually heard people record podcasts with them and you mm. wouldn't ever really know uh, that it was someone using a Bluetooth headset or a, or a phone headset. So I'm, I've got some... I'm quietly confident about these as a, a kind of communication aid as well as just generally using them for as headphones. So this thing about how you can wear them as singles and not as a pair... Are they both? Are they both got microphones in them? Yeah. Or is there like one you have to wear to do speaking? As, as far as I'm aware, they've both got microphones in them. So then, is it a stereo record, which is from a very narrow range? Uh, they've got, they've got some weird stuff like where you know, like the they they are, the thing I will say about these is they look super weird, but they've got that little bit at the bottom of the earphone. Yeah, I think that's the microphone. So essentially, that beams down, and apparently, when they launched and they had some like real like. Uh, clever videos about how smart these uh, these microphones are for like noise cancelling and making sure they're just picking up your voice right um, and they will kind of like quiet the music if you because they're always listening for like the hey Siri not that I will ever do that oh sorry I said right. hey Siri but I don't really care um, they're quite good because you can use them for Siri and you can like speak to her not that i will because I've, I'm, I'm not into that kind of uh i'm not really quite up with the kids with voice tech yet mm. oh i suppose i could say hey siri call me an ambulance when uh i trip over some raised ironworks again and do my knee <laughs> so that could be useful oh um, i won't have my, I won't have my phone will i because i'll just have my uh, the watch. well it'll, it'll have siri uh siri's been upgraded right Siri's been updated, hasn't it? Supposedly. It it genuinely seemed better at doing a few things today. Um, So uh, always testing Siri. I I asked Siri today while I was driving to play me a song, and I didn't give it the song's title. Right. Sorry, sorry, what? How did you ask it if you didn't give it the title? So um, I said, hey, my phone, play me this... uh, Play me, play me this song, and I gave the artist's name, and I gave some words that are in the title. Right. And it found it. What was the song? The song, the full name of the song is... Um, oh God, I can't actually remember the full name of the song. That's that's why I didn't give it the full name of the thing. Well, okay, you tell me... You just say, well, I'll be Siri. You tell me. Say, hey, Nick, and you you say what you said to Siri, and I'll see if I can pass what you say. Well, you won't know it. Oh, okay. No, I'm not being. A, I'm not, not being. A, I'm not Why being a twat. Why don't you do it though? Why don't you do it though and see if I do know it? Okay. Um, well, do you think Siri knows it, or do you think Siri Google's it? Come on, mate. Well, Siri, Siri Google's it, but exactly. so Siri, you, Siri didn't used to be capable of doing so things at see, that level you, of abstraction. You, you tell me, and let me see if I can find it from Google from what you say, and we'll see if okay. who's better, Siri or me. Oh, are you going to do Google, or are you going to do your head? Well, I'll see if my head works, and then if not, I'll go for Google. Right. <laughs> Which is um, how I live most of my life. Hey Siri, play me um, 
Oh, I just said, hey, Siri. So I fucking, oh, it's going to start doing it. Hang on. I said, hey, my phone. Play me um, Early Learning the Hard Way by Carter USM. Sorry, you mumbled there. <clears throat> Sorry, I did not. Und- Could you enunciate, please? <laughs> this is sounding like Siri now. I said, hey, uh, I said, hey, phone. Um, play me Early Learning the Hard Way by Carter USM. And it returned much quicker wait, than this. Wait. Well, yeah, but I'm doing it one-handed. But you are. <laughs> After the watershed. Yeah. Early learning the hard way. You see, I yeah. put I put in because because you still failed to enunciate. Only learning the hard way. Well, I right. So it was it was the phone was on my on the seat next to me in the car, and I was speaking in the same. I've got a really bad cold voice as I am now. So right. Right. you 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 were in a fair test against Siri just now. So yeah, I was quite I impressed mean, with that. To be fair, well, it, you say actually, that. If you what say... it actually returned was, which was, which I found rather condescending. It said, "Okay, John, I will play after the watershed, early learning the hard way by Carter the Unstoppable Sex Machine." So like, yeah, well, I know I know Carter USM stands for Carter the Unstoppable Sex Machine. You plank. Um, there you go. Well, I think that was a good test of um, search engines because I misheard you in the same way that uh, Siri would have. Yeah, no, because you're mumbling. It, it does seem it does seem smarter. However, in a class full of people who had, um, there were a range of Apple Macs on desks and a range of iPads knocking around the room, and probably a fifty sixty percent number of iPhones in the room. Yesterday, in in a class. I, for a joke, tried to trigger everyone's Siri and nobody's Siri fired. Right. So, swings and roundabouts on that one. Well, that is supposedly improved, the whole knowing that it's your phone and not triggering everyone else's phone. Oh, really? Yeah, that's, that, a, that's a feature, not a bug. Well, if you'd have watched the keynote from WWDC, you would have seen that. But apparently, even though you run a supposed tech podcast, you don't bother with that stuff. So, Well, I don't look like a tech podcaster, so... No. No. Um, I mean, I don't want to give this too much credit because the you you, lit, you did literally say the title of a song. It's just that you did the bit that was in brackets. Yeah, but I wouldn't trust Siri. I wouldn't trust Siri to get that right. I am less impressed with previous. that than I am every time I use Shazam. Shazam oh, impresses Shazam. me a lot more. Shazam's brilliant. Like four seconds of some random song, and it's just like it knows it. That's, but that's some serious tech. Quick, quick Shazam sidebar. Sure, why not? Shazam, Shazam needs a way of me accessing it without having an app, without having to ask Siri to do it. So, if I'm out, if if I'm in my car, things on the radio, and I don't want to wait for the DJ to back announce what the song is, I will say, "Hey, my phone, uh, get uh, what song is this?" And it will uh, Siri will then. Go out to Shazam, get the song title, bring it back, and tell me how I can buy it in iTunes. Right? Yeah. I don't have the app on my phone. There is there is no way for me to to trigger a Shazam on my phone without me asking Siri to do it. So when I'm in public, mm. I don't want to go to my phone. All right? Can you find out the name of the song? Yeah. See, everything that people do with with Siri, literally everything they do with Siri, I would be like, can I just have a button on my phone? I can press it. Does that? In it. 
Can I just Anybody? have like a screen of app icons that when I press them, they just do that thing? I actually think... Um, oh, God, I don't want to become a productivity <laughs> podcast after everyone I said earlier, but uh, workflow, the app workflow, that's the sort of thing you can build with that, is where you can basically say, when I push this app button, I want you to do these series of things. Um uh. So that might be might be my answer, but I don't want to I don't want to do that because then I'll be like the rest of them, John. I'll be you like all have to have the productivity app, people. You? you still have to have the app, though. Uh, I don't know because if you, I don't know because you can do the ift ift has those kind of do buttons, doesn't it? Where you don't have yeah. to have the app on your phone, you can push a button and it will do some stuff with web APIs. So you might even be able to build this out from ift. Oh me. Um... Uh, we might be uh, I, I don't know which percentage of our audience are more interested in running and fitness and which are more interested in tech did you see that um, if it's got integrations into GitHub now uh, no I've I got an email if, I haven't used it in a long time apart from apart from have you uh, have you been getting any emails from me recently no you haven't been getting any emails from me at 9 o'clock every morning emails you've not had an email from me at John Hickman an, an actual email? Yeah, yeah. You don't in my get, inbox? Yeah, you're not, you're not getting anything? No. Oh, that's, that's upsetting. If that, clear, sounds like a, that sounds like a great story he's just got. Well, if, if, to clear, if to clearly isn't working, because after the last podcast, I set up an ift recipe right. to um, email you at nine o'clock every morning to tell you that you just lost a game. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, and I'm really annoyed I now. Lost the game. I'm really annoyed now because <laughs> I just wanted every morning for you to lose the game. That's amazing. If we ever have a Patreon, we'll give people an email via Ift that doesn't arrive. I'm furious. I'm furious. It took me upwards of four minutes to set that up. Oh, I probably should have used Zapier, mate. I should have used Zapier, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, Zapier's up here. What, what are we saying with that? Not sure, mate. Not sure. You're just rolling. I think it. It, I always think Zapier like rapier. Yeah, I said sounds it. dynamic and thrusting, doesn't it? I think I basically um, just mix it up between the two. Just mix it. Well, up, mate. Zapier, you know, oh, get it all in a zap. Yeah, yeah, Zapier. Things are feeling a little bit Zapier. Yeah, they are, aren't they? Hmm. 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 Ponderous, ponderous. Right, let's come back from the weeds, mate. We'll, well, we'll I'm quite, in. I'm quite happy to uh, end the show after all that follow-up. To be honest, yeah, seems fine. I don't know. Have we got any other topics? Tell me about quickly. Tell me about your training this week, or how? You oh, could quickly tell you about my training. Oh, bloody hell, mate. Um, okay, well, it's not a training thing, but actually, it's 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 a it's an invitation to you, really. Okay. Um, I, I decline. Go on. <laughs> My accidental biker gang. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Yeah. Every, every, everyone except for me, uh, because I hadn't been cycling for a while, and uh, another lad who was on holiday, um, went on the Birmingham Velo at the weekend. Right. Well, if I know um, anything about HBO series, that means mm. that you are not long for this world. <laughs> The Sons of Alvechurch Church are going to come for me, aren't they? They are, mate. They are. They are. Um, so the the Birmingham Velo was it was the first of uh, the first event in the series. This Velo series they have events in a couple of cities around the country. Uh, it was the inaugural Birmingham event, a hundred mile ride out from Birmingham into the countryside and back. Um, and pre registrations are open. I just chuck my name in the hat just to see what happens. 
I'm not committed to anything yet. I wondered if you might like to pre-register as well, and maybe we might not look like cyclists next year. I don't know. For, for next year? For next year? Yeah. A hundred miles? Jamal's, mate. It's long, isn't it? So here, right. So here's here's a thing which we might get some feedback on. Um, uh, it's, it's a carefully laid honey trap of feedback. This one. Uh, there is a debate as to whether or not a century ride, which is what a hundred miler is called. Um, thanks, is, Matt. thanks, Matt. I'd work, I'd work that out. You know, I know. That, I know that you think you're still educating me, but I'd I'd, I'd cracked that code. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. <sighs> <laughs> Um, so, a, a, as to whether or not a century ride is the is the cycling equivalent of a marathon or not, right? So, um, I was I was reading up on this earlier on to sort of get, get a gauge on where people what people are feeling with it. It's certainly as a as a distance, it is it is a benchmark that some people would like to achieve. Mm. Um, but there seems to be a feeling that you can uh, that the training commitment isn't as much for a century ride as it is for a marathon. Um, it's certainly not a distance I've ever done and it certainly would be something that would feel nice in the virtual trophy cabinet of my head to have done I think well I think Um, that you've you've not got I mean there's a there's a couple of things here you've got with marathons that's like a a classic literally mythical distance isn't it which is why why it becomes such a big thing and, and there's a whole culture around it there isn't that same thing for biking no. um so so what what have you got really the only thing you've got is is the numbers that we place value on in our sort of general culture which is a hundred yeah yeah sure so um if there is the other part of it is i i kind of feel like that is sort of roughly the equivalent. When I think about biking, yeah, tw- like so probably about twenty-five miles is sort of what I would do on a, on a longer ride. <coughs> I think doing four times that much. I don't know. I mean, it, well, exactly. It, it depends on the route. If it's very flat, then it's it's. The, I feel the like Birmingham, with, with the biking, Birmingham has got some hills in it. Um, uh, a, a mutual friend of ours um, at uh, my current work, your ex work, who is a cyclist, was like, "That's a hilly route, and that's going to kill people who haven't prepared." But people who had prepared were like, "That was a nice route because the hills were a bit of a challenge." Hmm. Um, but. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you in, in that sense. That was That's my take on it. Although a lot of people are a bit sniffy about, oh, the century's not as hard as a marathon, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, when I look at distances that I've ridden and then I do the, do the maths on a, on a purely uh, sustained effort, calorie burn, and um, feeling of achievement level, it, it maps out and it scales out the same as a marathon in my head. And, and people people do it in like four to six hours if they've put some effort in. Yeah, so it's roughly equivalent in time. I think yeah. the difference of biking is that obviously you've got those periods when you can freewheel and get a bit of a yeah. rest. With with a marathon, with running, you are always, always kind of propelling yourself forward under your own steam. But I think that's probably the difference that people are talking about. And... um I mean, the chap who lives next door to me, he he um, he rides big, big distances. He's done like Lanzan, John O'Groats and all this sort oh, of stuff. Yeah. 
and he he's knocking out 100 to 120 mile days every day to do that yeah, yeah. um so I, I but guess that, but that's that's a very special class of person who who but, could but no, do, do a tour of a tour of that level, isn't it? That's that's I not. I don't know because do he's like he is um, he doesn't look like a cyclist essentially. Um, he's got a good engine. He must have a good engine, yeah, yeah. And he's 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 reasonably he, he loves it. He's reasonably experienced with it. But um, I don't know if I, I I couldn't imagine doing a hundred miles. I feel like. Uh, well, yeah, I'm, this, up this, I'm up for it. I'm up for it. I'm definitely up for it. So, put, put your name in the hat for the for the pre-registration, and we, and we might get we might get uh, we we might get lucky, and then it will probably I don't know like like rain off or something like happen to us when we pre-registered for the bloody cricket this year. But you know, yeah, well, it's pretty um, it's pretty pretty late in the year, isn't it, for something like that. Yeah, well, they, they, had nice weather, they, had nice, they uh, did have nice weather for it this, this year. But yeah, this this idea of, of people um, being sniffy about people completing 100 miles on a bike, that's that really is the privilege of the, of the fit, isn't it? I just, I don't like anyone, I don't like anyone like, being oh. sniffy about anything, really, in, in that sense. Like, that, just... is, that is an achievement. Like, doesn't I don't care what anyone says. If someone can cycle 100 miles, they've done all right at cycling. Yeah, of course. I don't think I could rock up tomorrow and cycle 100 miles. And I'm really, no, of course and, you I'm, and, I'm, and I'm a fit person who works out and trains and does lots of different things. And like, I couldn't yeah. do it. Like, you still have to train to do it. Exactly. It would be like someone who, it's like someone who trains for a half marathon and then someone goes, oh, well, it wasn't a marathon. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, piss off. Well, exactly. Exactly. Um, and and just to kind of square off this thing about is it the equivalent of a marathon? I think the Ironman, the cycle event is a hundred, isn't it? Yeah. So they so they like run that. they run a marathon, they cycle a century, and they do whatever the swimming equivalent is. The swimming the swimming is ridiculous. The swimming is like two miles, but that's how yeah. hard swimming is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two miles of swimming is like equivalent to a marathon because <laughs> it's just like such hard work and you're so slow. But um, yeah, I was I always think that's quite funny. How I, I don't think it's two miles, maybe five or something. But it's like it's, yeah, it's 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 not a pleasant distance to be. I don't really want to ever swim that distance unless I'm swimming from a boat to a, a for beach. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and the boat is on well, fire. I, ideally, mate, I wouldn't want to be doing that at all. But yeah, well, yeah, but those are the condi- those Certainly are the conditions under which I choice. would give. Um, so yeah, and at the other end of the scale, uh, this is this is a this is a challenging one for me. How I negotiate the social space around it, and whether or not I want to try it and see how I do. A friend of mine, uh, and he's one of the cycle gang actually, um, because they're into triathlons. A lot of them as well. Uh, he wants to improve his running, and. Um, because I dropped off the cycles because I wanted to get my miles up for the marathon, in certain of my friends' heads, I, I am the runner of the group, right? Mm. And so you end up with ridiculous situations like getting a, a text message from your mate going, John, I need to up my game on the run-in. Um, it's, it's the weakest part of my triathlon. So uh, can you come out with me for some runs? And you know, give me a bit of a push and a bit of a challenge. Well, I was like, yeah, all right, mate. If if I can help, I will. You know, I'm running four or five times a week. It's fine, and I'm going to be coming off my training plan soon, so I can adapt to you. And he's like, right, okay, I want to do five k in twenty minutes. Right. Uh, oh, mate. What are you doing five k in? 
if you well, need 5K. Not, not, in, not, in tw- not in 20 minutes. Not in 20 minutes, honestly. No, that's... That's... And, and, and it's, it's, it's so... Um, if I ran my flat-out pace, my flat-out pace, mind, 21 minutes might just be doable. To take that extra minute off of it, I would have to be a different human. Because you're looking at, like, like six-minute, 30 miles there. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no, less than that, actually, for the 5K, because you got, like, the point two afterwards so you're probably looking at like six minute 20 six minute 15 um let me see 5k 3.12 or 3.2 or something 5k 20 minutes of sub sevens um i've got a pace chart up up here uh so six to six fifty nine. 20 minute 5k a sub 20 minute 5k is 626s yeah it's what you just said in it yeah that's amazing mate well done you yeah, are the maths that's sort of yeah that's what I know I'm doing 626s six mate that's a joke <laughs> isn't it that is a joke I'm like I'm, I'm not he's, he's, he's older than me cycling isn't his main event uh, sorry running isn't his main event cycling is and he's somehow constructed in his head this idea that um that i'm his running mate who who can help him to achieve that and i just i i feel i feel quite devastated because obviously any esteem i've got in the group is built around this this idea that they've got of me as being this runner but whew, well, you um, said um, you said to me when I was talking about my five k pace, and I knocked fifteen seconds off. You were like, "Oh, that's massive!" Like it is, mate. It's just like I can't imagine. I can't physically comprehend going from where I am now to essentially exactly. take another two minutes per mile off. Exactly. I don't think it'd be physically possible for me to run at that pace for quarter of a mile half a mile i don't think i could run at that pace for that long no no i think um i think i can do about 640 if i really if i really go at it um but it's just not gonna happen although there was that that tweet that i sent you from that quack running coach wasn't there yeah jesus (laughs) what was it he said something like oh yeah if you can run a if you can run a sub seven mile then uh then you can get a sub three marathon yeah that, that that's how it works that equates 100 percent. where where, do, where does his barometer stop what if i run 50 meters at sub seven does that then like well, equate mate, to running a sub three ma- marathon a saint bolt's marathon all he needs is the stamina is it he just he just needs that stamina john and he could run like, it in like 25 stop minutes. running 100 meters and start running 26 miles <laughs> Terrible advice. I think you should put that tweet in the uh, show notes, but just so we can show the It's completely terrible advice. Well, it's, the thing is, it's either terrible advice that's absolutely nonsense, or it's just stating the bloody obvious. It's like, yeah, if we could all get our stamina to the point where we could run six minute miles for twenty six yeah. miles, then yes, we could do a sub three marathon. Thanks <laughs> for pointing that out. <laughs> yeah, we've all got calculators, son. We've all got calculators. <laughs> slide rule theory of running yeah exactly oh what a terrible what a terrible the slide individual. rule theory was actually my emo band in the 90s <laughs> <laughs> 
so I don't think I'm going to do um, a sub five k. Um, uh, sorry, sub sub twenty five k. But um, I I I was going to tell you tonight that I'm freewheeling and, and I don't know what's going on and I uh, I'm off the rails in terms of a running plan. And then I realised I've actually got a ten k booked in four weeks' time. Right, whereabouts? Uh, in Sutton, right in the park. So. Um, yeah, I think probably I need to get my mindset into getting a 10k time. 10k is interesting. I'm, I like. I, I think I'd quite like to do a 10k. I think that's something I could do without doing too much more training. Well, I've, I've run a 10k recently, but like a 10k event feels like something quite comfortable, but I'd actually yeah. quite enjoy rather than. I think a half marathon I could definitely do right now, but I don't think I don't think it's a, a particularly enjoyable distance. Uh, really it's it's still it's still quite quite a hard one yeah but 10k is a nice distance i think i, I think i'd quite like to do a 10k yeah. uh, if, if it was if i'm a fine one left to do this year or maybe i'll just plan to do one early i think, I think you'll, uh, this seems to be a 10k most weekends even in the winter i think you'll i think you'll find one so i'm caught slightly between one to, to i'm still trying to make sure that i've locked in some of the miles from the marathon mm. i'd like to, i'd like 14 15 miles to be my standard long run distance i think but that might be counterproductive to getting a good time in the 10k so i'm gonna by next week i'm gonna have come up with a bit of a training plan for myself i might go away and work on that now i might just go i'm just going right to the training plan and just come on come off an outro and see you later or something like that yeah well i think that basically we've uh, we've exhausted our entire podcasting time allowance with mainly follow-up which is fine it was uh, good. Yeah, hopefully, we'll get into some sort of follow-up circle that we'll never get out of. Yeah, we need to check the email, mate. <laughs> I uh, I will try. I really hope people people it, don't send us email. If you've been sending us email, I'm really sorry. I I thought that by sending John all the instructions to be able to because yeah. it was John. Just to be clear, it was John that requested the email. Yeah. Um. I mean, I set the email up for him and sent him all the instructions about how to get into the email. And then he messaged me earlier saying, "Oh, have you been checking the email? I've not got any of the details." So, yeah. if you've been yeah. emailing us, maybe next week we'll have an absolute ton of follow-up from email so what what happened from my perspective is i i know at least one person who has sent an email and has then sent me a dm and said are you checking the email and no no great i'm not and then they gave me feedback via a dm and then i've put that on the show so that that was fine oh, Jesus. <laughs> Do you think this is what? why our listening figures have dropped off everyone's been emailing us because we haven't responded <laughs> just can't ask on it. so if you can just answer if you could just speak to this one point i will i will like and review on itunes because it really helps the show yeah um and you can find us on apple podcast stitcher pocketcast and overcast or anywhere that you get your podcasts many thanks to mr mark steadman at podient um who has uh still got a patreon up and running at the moment to help shows like us get onto the internet email us at podcast at runnerpod.com do it right now i am going to go and check them after i get off the show or tweet us well i say us me at runnerpod and i will definitely reply to that and um i'll see you later Bye. Peace. You don't look like a runner with Nick and John. Oh, my balls. I need, I think I need to go to the doctor about my balls. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it does it is it, running. Is this, a, is this a bit? No, no, this is, this is actually, um, my life. <laughs> doctor, doctor, I feel like my balls. No, no, I, mm, oh, I won't go into it. Well, go on. Well, I just I, I I don't know if you've ever experienced if you do quite if you're doing a lot of running and the bouncing, do you yeah. ever get a bit of bit of achiness down there? Um, no, I've had it sometimes um, on the bike. 
Oh, okay. Bit, bit, bit of saddle roll. No, it's, it's not. It doesn't feel like <clears> that. It feels. It's, it's like a dull ache, and uh, it's on one side. Talking, talking of a dull ache. Uh, every time I hear somebody talk about the uh, the Uber TFL story, and every time they bring up Greyball, it sounds like something that somebody might complain about in the bedroom context. To be honest, if I went to the doctor and he said, "Oh, you've got grey ball," I'd, that would make total sense of how my balls feel right now. They would feel, you say, they feel would really you say to ball. him? Would you say to him, "We well, can't leave it like this; it could kill me"? Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd, I see, I've tried to check for lumps, but uh, I I don't know really what I'm, I don't really know what I'm doing. I feel like I need to give it to a medical professional. This got serious quickly. Well, you've got if, if your balls are aching, you've got to check for lumps, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, you've got, to, you've got to get the Pantone chance. It's a bit, bit, of free, <laughs> bit of free medical advice for, for our listeners there. Oh, it's Pantone Cool Grey. Oh, I better, I better phone um, NHS 111. Yeah, they're looking very hash DDD at the moment, so it's really uh, <laughs> worrying me. <laughs> <laughs>